Hello and welcome to part two of our Mock Draft special podcast. Myself, Liam O'Neill, your host. We also have Mick and Phil here from Next Man Up as usual. And we are joined, of course, by Soko from Forth and John, who was here with us in part one. In part one, we had myself, Mick and Phil's first four picks for the Mock Draft in 2021 for the Philadelphia Eagles. We also um, spoke to Soko about his, his UK interests and his foreign interests outside of the US and got his take on, on Jalen Hurts and, and, and Wentz trade. Looking And also we look forward into, into 2021 for the Eagles season. On part two, what you can look forward to, straight off the bat, we're going to pass it over to, to Soko, to Brennan, for his mock draft picks, which we're keenly interested in, of course, here at Next Man Up, because he knows far more than we do here over the pond in the UK. Um, and then we're going to play a game of um, higher or lower. And, and just, just before we play that game of higher or lower, we're also going to get our picks for Dallas, the Giants, and the Washington football team, who will be their first round pick. So lots for us to cover on this podcast. We hope you enjoyed the first one, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy this one. So I'm going to pass it over to Soka now for his picks. Let's get your picks, buddy. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm looking forward to hearing them. Okay, so um, I am of the uh, group that Mick is in. Uh, I'm in the trade down at this point. Uh, unless, outside of what you said, if Jamar Chase is on the board, that, that's my locked and loaded pick six. I, but again, kind of going to echo the sentiment that you guys had. I don't, I don't think he makes it past five. And that's not just the Bengals. I could see a team potentially trading up with the Bengals. The Bengals aren't really a wide receiver away from being competitors at this point, especially in the AFC North. The AFC North is extremely tough. You got uh, Cleveland, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and, and Cincinnati. So you got four three playoff ready teams that, you know, were in the playoffs and uh, a team that's still kind of on a rebuild. So uh, like I said, I could see a team trading up to five to, to nab chase. Um, but I could also see Washington trading up from 19 to five and taking yeah. Trey Lance. If Justin Fields goes in the first four picks too. What are they so, giving away? What are they giving away to trade up from 19 oh, to they, five? It's going to be an absolute monster it'll be at least a one two three and probably the next year's one and two if i had to guess um but yeah i'm i'm trading out uh i am trading out with san francisco though uh and that's down to the 12 pick Uh, a lot of a lot of people um are using denver as the first stop as like a trade back you know obviously they're looking for a quarterback as well uh, but we're not a quarterback away. We're not a wide receiver away. We're not an offensive lineman away. So what do you do at that point? You gather your picks up. Um, the quickest way to get younger is having more draft picks. Um, trading out of, you know, six, um, everything that I've seen, it'll get you a one, two, and three. So the way I'm looking at that is I have six picks in the top 100 picks now. So i <laughs> so i'm i'm at the point where i'm trading out to 12 taking that one two and three from san fran let them trade up and get their you know trey lance or whatever they think they are away from competing again and at 12 i'm i'm taking the best corner in the draft and i think that uh i say that with the utmost respect to the other two um i think certain and farley are absolutely wonderful cornerbacks you know all of it's a bad it's a good problem to have essentially uh, that there are three guys who could potentially be the cornerback one in the class Uh, but the reason I take Horn is because I think he fits a little bit better with what Sirianni wants to do Um, whenever he brought over Gannon uh, Gannon has done wonders with his cornerbacks because he runs good press man coverage. Uh, that's what Darius Slay thrives on. That's what JC Horn has played 81% of his snaps in college were press man. Uh, so I think that JC Horn is your lock and loaded. Uh, on top of that, you know, we get to um, assume that um, Howie can actually make this pick. And it does feel like a Howie pick <laughs> because it does feel like a little bit of a reach, to be honest with you. 
Um, and a lot of people might be upset with it at that point, but I'm, I'm on the other side. So, um, like I said, JC Horn at 12 seems like a, a perfect, you know, perfect storm for Philadelphia. And then with that, you trade out of six and Bef- before, that. before you go, before you go on Horn, I don't know much about Horn. I don't know if, if make you sound like you do, Phil, you're probably in the same boat as me. Um, what, what's his... Yeah, what's his? Uh, what's is he big? Is he small? Is he fast? Does, I know he, he likes press man coverage. Uh, and so, do you see him being like a feature? Yeah. Um, so this stud? this is a guy that's gonna. And I hate to to compare him to current players in the NFL because I I feel like he does a lot of things better than these guys did coming out of college. It, he's just you know in a, a draft class that is loaded at corner, kind of like you know I want to echo what you said earlier, um, but. He is 6'1", 206 pounds, probably runs just over like a 4'4", but he's very physical, very good with his hands, has good hit fluidity, his turn and run, his ball skills whenever tracking down the field. Even with his back to the line of scrimmage, he does a great job of locating the ball and uh, creating uh, incompletions. Um, Not the best guy for for turnovers he had four picks on the year but at the same time he had three forced fumbles and four fumble recoveries so he's always around the ball love it i'm sold uh 37 i'm gonna kind of echo liam and phil here uh i'm not gonna go with uh trevon merrick because i think that he he probably does go in that back end of the first but i am gonna go safety as well uh and i think that that guy's probably gonna be richie grant out of ucf um my second overall safety in the draft. I have him uh, literally scored 0.4 behind Merrick. So, you know, he, he's a guy, same thing, does it all. Um, he is what we thought Kayvon Wallace was going to be. Uh, Kayvon Wallace had a lot of uh, ball skills coming out, but he also played as like a sub linebacker and, and sub packages. So are you, do, are you done with Kayvon Wallace just on that point? Do you, do no. You think- and I, I think that you draft Richie as, as Rodney's replacement whenever you know, uh, Rodney's time in the NFL comes up, which mm-hmm. is probably looking like after this season, uh, he'll be going into his age 32 season. So, um, like yeah, I, you know, you, at that point, you're, you're looking at it as one side of the field is basically shut down. If JC transitions the way that I think he can. Um, and then obviously, you know, trading out, um, the San Fran gets you that extra two, and, you know, they're only six spots back from us, and that's at, at 43. 43. Um, and with that opportunity, you have a big-time chance to still get a contributor. And I'm going with Josh Myers out of uh, Ohio State. He's a center. Um, but I think he is the prototype of what Jason Kelsey is. Love I Kelsey. Think. I think that he is that guy and, you know, another Ohio guy, uh, Kelsey was out of Cincinnati. Um, but yeah, he does everything well that Jason Kelsey does. He pulls well on, on plays. He can be utilized as an offensive guard. So he has that positional versatility that Kelsey had coming out. Uh, and then he's very active in the screen game and getting to the second level. So, uh, with, Kelsey always, you know, contemplating retirement. He'll be going into his age 34 season this year, making 8.4 million, I think it is. Mm. Um, you know, maybe talking him into a retirement is probably what's best for the team at this point. Uh, and then going with a guy like Myers. So Brennan, are you, are you, are you, are you, are you, are you putting your hat? Sorry, Mick, are you, you Brennan, are you putting your, your hat in the ring? Are you, are you saying Jason Kelsey retires this year? Yeah, and I, I think it's probably going to come down to a mutual decision, to be honest with you. I think, um, look, Jason Kelsey's a baller. He, he's never going to want to be that guy to hang it up. He's always going to want to go out and compete, uh, and I love Kelsey for that. Um, had a hyper-extended left arm in one of the games mm. to the point where his elbow that was, mad. was dislocated and then came out with some robot arm and, and finished <laughs> out the game. So I remember I he, didn't, he didn't want to go into the tent. He was, he was like pacing up and down the sideline. Yeah, he was pacing like down the sideline. I think I put him as my, uh, my player of the season yeah. MVP because, like, to come out and do that, just that says more to me than than any performance can. Yeah, absolutely. And 
now that you are starting to see Jason Kelsey get a little bit older, get, you know, some, some injuries racking up, it, it makes sense to potentially draft his replacement, even if he does end up playing this season. So I think he will play this season. Yeah. Sorry, Brennan, when you said um, Myers out of Ohio, I thought you said Miners um, oh. at first, um, the, the Whitewater Centre. Who got a lot of attention, like coming up from Division, is it Division Two or Division Three? Yeah, or something uh, like that. Like he's just like, I know he's projected like way, way, way further down yeah, the line in the, he, in the draft. He's around. He's getting, getting a lot of attention. He's like, uh, you got to kind of love the guy. He's, it's, it's, it's quite a nice story and things like that. I wouldn't mind drafting him if we could possibly get him in a later round. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there was actually a video that surfaced on Twitter today. He, um, his oh, was a tree. <laughs> yeah, his gym closed in Wisconsin, so he was training against like a, a planted tree, like <laughs> like press blocks with his hands up against like a hollow tree. I saw that video. Was, was this the guy in, in the senior bowl who was seen logging trees around and all sorts of stuff? They yeah. did a video on him. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he he looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, we got to interview him. While, uh, we got so we got credentialed at the senior bowl, and that was one of our interviews that we had actually ended up getting. Oh, amazing. So you want to draft him then? <laughs> I love the guy. I mean, the, the kids, like, if there was a little brother that was never blood to you, for Jason Kelsey, that would be his little brother that wasn't blood. Oh, could just imagine, like, those two together, like, learning from that would be amazing. That speech <laughs> that Kelsey gave, you know, I think I've watched that, like, 50 times. Yeah, I mean, the, the guy will always be a Philadelphia legend. But like I said, I, I think with the injury starting to rack up and, and that price tag and the way our cap is this year, I think that it might end up being a little bit of like a mutual decision. Mm -hmm. um, going back to the interviews with Rob and Mike, though, they said that the organization is going to give Kelsey the freedom to make that decision. Mm -hmm. So, so maybe, anyways, Phil's, maybe Phil's right. Maybe he is coming back. <laughs> I think I think he's going to be back for a season because, like you say, even if you draft his replacement, you want him in the building. You want him there to be handing over the reins. So I can't. I just can't see them getting rid of him this season. It just doesn't make any sense to have someone brand new in the building without Kelsey there to to impart his wisdom or to at least just to bring him on because that that's just an invaluable resource. Whether he's playing or not, or okay, if he's not on the team, if he comes, if he retires. And he comes back as a consultant, fair enough. But perfect, perfect. Because then, the then you saved the eight million, right? Yeah, and and, and I can un I can understand that, but I think you can't you can't escape the fact that him being on the pitch is a calming influence. And I think sometimes that can't be placed with a monetary value. I'd rather have him there for this season, even if it's I mean, even if it's just like a one year deal. Like surely if he wants to come back, the Eagles are going to be like, yeah, okay, well, it's going to be a short-term, cheap-ass deal, um, mm. and then we'll bluff you all this stuff afterwards. Like a lot of the times in, in soccer where where ex-players just come back as um, coaches and stuff because you just don't want to lose that experience. like it. I like it. I'd, I'd love to see Kelsey back for one, for one more season. All right, Brennan. Um, oh, hello. Got your little daughter coming to say hello. Yeah. Hello. Oh, very cute. You're just in time to hear your dad give his fourth pick. <laughs> yeah, so we'll go pick 70 here. Uh, I am going to go the same way with you guys as a linebacker. Um, I'm actually going to double up on Ohio State here and go with uh, Pete Werner. Um, and, yep. you know, he is a little bit of a project, uh, but you're talking about a guy that is sideline to sideline, is great in coverage. Pretty much him as a project has to be a gap filler. Um, he's excellent in pass coverage, but as a run guy, like he is a little bit of a liability, but with that sideline to sideline speed, tackling ability as a whole, and then his pass coverage, I think that's an easy fix for any NFL linebackers coach. Sing Singleton and, and Warner lining up uh, next to each other, linebacker next year, lockdown city. Eh? Potential, potential Avery as well. He's training us. Yes. Back to his original position. The defensive end to, to, to linebacker, right? Yeah. Yep. Love it. And then, uh, again, you get the, the pick from the um, Niners at 76. 
So you'll have so three, many picks, <laughs> three third round picks instead of just two. Again, you want to infuse that youth movement going on. Um, so it, that pick, I'm going to double up on corner even. And I'm going to go with uh, Ifitu Melonfau out of Syracuse. Uh, again, the exact prototype of what Jonathan Gannon wants to do with the defense. Um, the guy is 6'2", has a wingspan of 83 and a half inches, you know, long arms, very fast, quick feet hip fluidity, everything that we talked about with JC is mm -hmm. Ifitu as well. He's just not of the benefit of playing in a big conference. Mm. Mm. So, so just to, just to, before you go on to your, well, you got one, two, three, four, five, before you go into your, your final pick, defense, defense, Brennan, you've gone, you've gone cornerback, you've gone safety, you've gone center, you've gone linebacker, you've gone cornerback. He's short, yeah, surely, surely you're teasing us for this last one. <laughs> are you going back on G.J. Daniels or are you taking three corners in this draft? Uh, He's going to curl back. Uh, I, I would curl back at like the at round six for D.J. to be honest with you. Like kind of what you guys were saying with Slay. Like Slay is on a big time contract. He's going into his age 30 season. He's probably not going to be around much longer. Um, he was brought in as a Jim Schwartz guy and played terrible under Jim Schwartz. Um like Liam alluded to, he had one pick on the season for a guy that is, you know, I bought his jersey and everything. As soon as he got over here, he's for a guy who's named Big Play Slate, he didn't make very many big plays. And, he didn't throw, you know, he didn't throw it his way because he was too busy in man coverage. And you can't make a pick if you don't get the ball thrown to you. But at the same time, whenever he was targeted, opposing quarterbacks had 103 QBR against. There's he like, got he got torched a few times as well. DK Metcalf torched him, and someone else torched him. I can't remember who the guy was. D Hopkins, the Cardinals, wasn't it? D Hopkins, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so I, I think the secondary needs a full makeover. Uh, obviously, you get a, a linebacker that's good in coverage, a long singleton who's good in the run game. I think that works well, as well as Kelsey's replacement. And for the final, I'm going to echo kind of. What Liam said, and I'm gonna go with the Ami Brown. Yeah, boy. I'm a big fan of, of speed, and you know the way this offense is built. He's not, uh, you know, he's not a six-four guy. He's not gonna go up and win you a 50-50 ball. But if he beats his man by three steps on every single play, you don't need to throw him 50-50 balls. So uh, you get speed, electricity, and you have six picks in the top 84. Then. <laughs> Speed and, elect speed and electricity. I fucking love that. That's the name of the pod right there. Speed and electricity. <laughs> exactly. Love it. All right. This is great. I'm thinking we might need to split this pod into two pods <laughs> and release part one, part two. This is, uh, this is brilliant stuff. So um, just to recap, uh, you're going Jason Horn, pick 12. 37, you're going Richie Grant from UCF, second best safety. You've got him ranked as Josh Myers at 43, Kelsey's replacement at center. Uh, you're going Pete Warner, linebacker, uh, good sideline to sideline speed guy, pick 70. 76, Infatua. Melon Fowl. Infatua Melon Fowl, 6'2, 6'2, 82 and a half inch. Uh, Span pick 76. Deami Brown, who we've talked about already. So you're, you're adding that you're adding that wide receiver and threat as well. I, I I like that. I feel like I feel like Brennan's won the won the draft with six picks in the top hundred. Twelve um, mixed, saved. Mixed, you, you scout four hundred and eight sure. players and, and you kind of find out who, who does what well and figure out how they fit somewhere. So you know when you said you had too much time on your hands earlier and we kind of laughed it off? No, you definitely do have too much time on your hands. I told you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, All right. 12, 12 will decide the winner, not, not either of us four. No, you're dead right. You are, you are dead right. Twitter, Twitter will say, yeah, get your tweets in. Tell us, tell us who won. <laughs> If anyone sides with me, then all hope is fucking lost. Because <laughs> if, if I'm the winner... <laughs> no, I mean I'm not happy, not unhappy with my draft, but like without without after listening to to Mick and and you, Brennan, and 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 you as well, Liam. Is if anyone goes, I like Sander Phil's uh, plan here, then there's something <laughs> wrong with the world. 
because I liked it. There's no I way it. I can be right. <laughs> I like, well, hey, look, it's a lottery. It's, it's a lottery, right? At the end of the day, this this draft pick. Yeah, I'm mean, living in dream world. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I liked it. Don't put yourself down, Phil. I liked it. I liked your picks. Um, all right, great. Um, if we do put this poll on over two, we can we can keep going with, with the rest of the show. So. Um, next one, we're going to change it up a little bit. Um, we're going to not talk about the Eagles for uh, five minutes or so. Um, we're, going to, we're going to go with um, the rest of the NFC East, and we're going to look at um, who we think their first round pick is going to be. Are we going to see the Cowboys try and trade up and take a pick the Eagles want like we did with Soba Lamb? We didn't trade up last year, but they picked Lamb before. Um, you know, A lot of people said we were going to take him and, and the Eagles' favorite terminology at the moment is, um, yeah, we got we, we had this plan, but then they took the guy before us. Yeah, that's what a draft is, Howie. That's how it kind of works, buddy. Um, so, Brennan, I think we'll stay with you. We'll get you first, because that'll give me time to figure out who I'm going to pick. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, who do you see the Cowboys, Giants, and Washington drafting in the first round? Just the first round. Okay, so... I kind of alluded to it earlier. Uh, I think that Washington makes a big play at a quarterback whenever they see the top three go off the board pretty pretty quick. Uh, it might not be to five. It's definitely not going to be to six. Um, we're not trading out to 19 with Washington uh, to, you know, watch that many guys go off the board. If, uh, if I had to guess, it would be seven. Uh, Detroit's got their short-term quarterback, so they don't have to worry about Trey Lance or anything. And Washington's going to want to jump Carolina because Carolina is looking very hard in the QB market as well. Uh, so I think that Washington probably does end up with Trey Lance at seven. Um, ten, I think it is, with uh, Dallas. If I remember yep. right, it's, mm-hmm. it's ten. Um, I'm going to go with Caleb Farley there. I think once um, – once Sertan goes, I think Sertan goes eight to Carolina after the Trey Lance trade. Um, I, I think that Dallas needs all the help in the world in their secondary. Uh, obviously, they were 31st in the NFL just ahead of the Seahawks and, and passing yards allowed. Uh, so Farley makes a lot of sense for them as well. Uh, and then with the Giants, you know, uh, they might have a, a gluttony of picks uh, with already having Evan Ingram. But that is where my destination for Kyle Pitts is going to be. I like it. Which, well, I don't like it because I don't want to see the Giants get Carl Pitts, but I, it makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you do? Did you? Did you do Washington? Did I miss Washington? No, yeah, yeah. Washington. They traded up to get a quarter. Uh, sorry, I missed that. Good stuff. Mick, do you want to go, buddy? Yeah, of course. Um, all right, so you know, I'm I'm sort of with Brennan that Washington will sort of try and trade up. Um, and my earlier draft, I sort of had the Lions sort of still take Trey Lance or possibly Carolina just so he can sit behind their quarterback for a season. I know the Lions took Goff. Um, maybe they'll roll with them for a season. Let Lance just sit behind them. Similarly, Carolina with. Bridgewater and Lance behind him but um, we'll go with I'll, I'll go straight to the Cowboys and I think Mika Parsons might fall as, as far to them and lineback I think they could probably do with something like that as much as I always hate it because I think he's a great player he's a blue chip mm. player um, I think they, they, they could go down that route uh, potentially for New York who I think have got the, like, the very next pick after mm-hmm. after the Cowboys, they they're in dire need of a wide receiver one. Um, so the um, try to think, probably the Jalen Model is probably the best pick that they could probably make in that position because I think that Chase isn't going to fall that far, Smith isn't going to fall that far, so Waddle is probably the, the next receiver off of that. I know he had a, a sort of injury and we didn't get a lot to see this season of him, but um, if the Giants are going to make it that pick, I think that's that's probably the sensible t- decision for them. I like it. And 
Uh, that's, that's, did I pick something for Washington? No, I said they could trade up for a quarterback. Well, or not, they try and wait. I'll say that Washington may try and wait for someone like Mac Jones because he's not one of the, the you know, the, the premier top five, top six quarterbacks. And Mac Jones is absolutely fabulous. Uh, uh, like they, they would do really well to, to draft someone like that. Possibly Kyle Trask out of Florida. Don't see it personally, but if they're, if they're going to go anyway, they, sh- they should go with Mac Jones as, as long as the 49ers don't try and take him. I love it. Phil, do you want to go, buddy? Yeah, sure. Sure, why <laughs> not? Um, yeah. <clears throat> so, before I... Well, I was joking around when I was trying to pick Dallas's uh, pick, but it seems to have come up and with Trey Lance because I just figured with the quarterback situation at Dallas, the way, my gut feeling is that JJ just has no no um, sentimentality again. The word with um, with quarterbacks and and again going on, on big, a big injury like you don't know what that Prescott you're getting back at this season halfway through. I don't mean what what is his expected um, recovery time? Is he going to be fit for the season or is it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, sure he's going to be fit for the season, but whether he's going to be fit and firing, I just. I just have a feeling JJ is not a person to wait. He's got no sentimentality. He's going to be like, nah, he, I'm going to bring someone in as a backup. A bit like a Jalen Hurt situation. So I think I think they'll go for someone like Trey Lance or or, or someone like that as a, as a quarterback. Uh, Washington, again, my knowledge of, of drafting is, is limited. So it, I think they'll trade up, but I have no idea. I, I wouldn't want to pretend to know what they trade up for, but I think they'll trade up for a quarterback. But I, I've, I'm not going to pretend to sort of say who they would trade up for. I just have a Fields, gut feeling that... Fields, maybe? Uh, again, I'm not going to pretend to know. It's more of a case of I just have a gut feeling that you got Alex Smith in there and they got rid of Haskins. So they need they need someone in the building. They, that's quite a high need. And I think when when they're in the position they are, they're, they're in between a rock and a hard place. They can't really trade up well enough to get a decent one. But there's no point is that could they trade back and, and take a gamble on one of the lesser known? I really don't know. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to dwell on that too much. Um, finally, with, with the Giants, um, I did, I did admittedly enlist a little bit of help from, from, you know, who. Um, Mr. Paul. Oh, you did. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> you yeah, I, did, I did not. I did. I did. <laughs> well, me and him have got, you know, we've got a little thing going on. So. Oh, here we go. Um, <laughs> yeah, get your dicks uh, no, so. out. Phil, Phil was best go. friends with a Giants fan. <laughs> <laughs> it involves spreadsheets, Brendan. It's really not that exciting. Um, so <laughs> I kind of wanted it, to It see involves what his... spreading something. I'm not sure it's sheets. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wanted to go with the, um, with what he said. Like I said, I wanted to go with his gut. Because I was like, that's the best key is that where do you want them to go and where do you see them going? And, and I was quite surprised him to put so much presence on wide receiver. Although I know that I know they need it, but for him to kind of go offense because you know they've got as many needs, I think, as the Eagles and overall. But um I think they'll be looking at sort of uh, uh the wide receiver sort of three at best in the draft. So if you're talking at Smith and, and Chase have gone, then you're looking at whether it be um, Waddle or Bentman. Um, yeah, that that's kind that's of. Well I, I, I think they'll 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 go with the you know whatever is left the scraps. If you know it's a, probably a derogatory. Word. I don't believe they're scraps, but in terms of if you're talking in wide receiver terms, yeah. it's going to be outside the top three. So you're talking at the 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 best of the rest. Mm-hmm. Like it, nice, nice, Phil. Doing really well today. I don't know what you were worried about. Good picks all around. Um, cool. Um, I'll go Cowboys at 10 because I think the Eagles are going to take Farley. I'm going to flip it and say that they will take Surtain, Patrick Surtain at 10. I think they're, uh, Brennan, you, you hit the nail on the head. I think um, they're in dire need of some help in the secondary. Um, I don't see them going anywhere else other than, other than Patrick Surtain. The Giants, I'm going to stick with you. I believe you picked Pitts, Carl Pitts for the Giants at 11. Um, I've been saying all year, um, when we sp- especially when we've spoken to like Paul and stuff from outside the huddle, he's getting far too many mentions on this podcast, um, that the Giants need 
um, some offense, some offensive uh, weapons. They, they're really, they're really struggling. I mean, they, they picked um, Jones, Daniel Jones, a pick six, I think, was it first round pick six, not yep. too long ago. Sterling Shepard, Slayton. I mean, they're all right. They're not bringing the, they're not bringing the fans to the stadium. Um, and I just think they need, they need a, a, a go-to player on offense um, to give, give Jones some weapons uh, for them to be, for them to be any sort of. Um, yeah, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe we shouldn't say they could happen. <laughs> yeah, I see them yeah. picking someone, and it's probably Kyle Pitts or a wide receiver. Sorry, Brandon. One. And if you know Kyle Pitts was the guy, whenever we were playing them this past season, we probably are looking at one more loss on our, yeah. on our schedule too. Yeah, because okay. Ing- Ingram with a drop. Yeah, 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 and also our ability to play against tight ends, as I think Mick alluded to earlier on the podcast. The cat. The cat. One of the cats is here. This is Cosmo. He's actually the good one out of the two. He doesn't eat um, earphones or wires or cables. He's not the one that costs us thousands of pounds in surgery bills. He's the nice one. Okay, so Carl Pitts goes to the Giants and Washington. I see Trey Lance falling. I can see Trey Lance falling to 19. Um, and if they don't, if he doesn't fall to 19 and he thinks someone's going to take him above, I think they'll, they'll trade up to get trans, even if it's just a few picks away. So Patrick Sertin for the Cowboys, Pitts for the Giants, Trey Lance for Washington. That makes all three teams better. So let's hope it doesn't fucking happen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants that? <laughs> exactly. There you go. Uh, we, talk, we talked something over to the Eagles for a few minutes. That's a rarity on this podcast. So let's... Um, yeah, we've got one more thing to talk about. It's another game. Let's mix things up. Going to play a game of higher or lower. It's a game me and my family play in Ireland um, at Christmas time. You get the, the cards up at nine. You get a higher or lower than a nine. And you go around and we let the kids win and it's loads of fun. Um, a bit different this time. We're going to make it Eagles related. And the first question we're going to go around the board is Eagles 500, higher or lower the season to come. Are they going to win more games than they lose or are they going to lose more games than they win? Brennan, I think we already know your answer, so you might as well go first. Yeah, I'm going I'm going lower. Uh, unfortunately, um, you know, I, I pray for a season of progression with uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, but even in that progression, I don't see it being dramatically enough for us to even make a small bit of noise in a, in a bad division at that. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going lower. I'm going to guess, like I said, between three to five wins. Three would be like horrendous. I, mean, you, I don't know if you, if you caught this on, on one of our podcasts, Brennan, but I think since we started podcasting, the Eagles only won one, maybe two games. Um, so ten, right? Yeah, one, one, one game. So we've not had very many positive podcasts since we started Next Man Up. <laughs> Believe me, uh, fourth and John didn't have too many of them this season either. <laughs> I get you, Mick. Five over or under, higher or lower under. than five hundred. Under. Um, I think it would be nothing short of a miracle if we were to be over five hundred next season. Um, even though I think our schedule is actually quite decent next season. Um, I was sort of saying this on the third and goal podcast um, during the week. Um, that we play in a bad division, so there's nothing to say that we can't get possibly half the wins out of the division. So say three wins out of the division itself. Maybe we can. It depends how we draft and how the other teams draft, but we could maybe take something out of the NFC South, and uh, who we're paired up with, possibly the Falcons or the Panthers. I don't know either one of them. I don't see us beating the Bucks or the Saints. Although I know the Saints have a have a problem on their hands with um, cap space and things like that. Mm. Um, again, but Drew, Drew Brees, the, Drew Brees yeah. coming back, buddy. Drew, hot off yeah. the press in the last week or so. And we're we're paired up with the FC uh, East. No, is it the FC West or? Nah. I can't remember. Ah. But we've got. Open the whiskey bottle, Mick. That's all you need possibly, to do. <laughs> it's possibly the Raiders Chargers could maybe get a win out of it. well sorry Broncos could maybe get a win out of there I see six six is my maximum I think for our season um, 
you never know. It's the NFL. Anything can happen. You, you can pull a win right out of the bag. Like we've seen this season, we beat the Saints, and the Saints were, were ranked number one at the time. They didn't end up ranked number one, they're ranked number two in the NFC. But like I said, you, you never you never actually know. Absolutely. So six 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 being my maximum, but still under. Yep. All right, Phil. Are we gonna get some positivity from 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 your corner? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of first question is is it possible to go for neither and say eight and eight? You can go eight Just, and eight. We'll allow no. it. But this is this is purely based on yeah, you're right, positivity and the way the way, the way I'm going with this is that. The division is terrible, so why can't we sweep the division? I'm not saying that's absolutely possible. I'm just saying, like, the way things are, the tumultuousness of the, the nature of the division is that we could just as easily lose every game against the division as we could win it. I'm going with the positivity and saying that none of the other teams are in a great position. The draft changes everything, and they can be in a position, you know, there'll be a, a front leader. Probably the Dallas Cowboys are, you know, the team that's always... One move, one right move away from from being a d- runaway division leaders. Um, mm-hmm. Whether they make that right move or not is a question. So, if I'm going on the assumption that we get six wins out of the division, then that's already a a good a good season. So be, I'm thinking that, and, nice. I think, <laughs> and I think and I think that with with the, the schedule we've got is easier, and there are a lot of teams on there that are beatable. Whether we beat them or not is the other question. But I'm just going on. I'm going on this this train of positivity. Going if we get sort of five or six wins out of the division and then we beat one or two of the of the of the regular schedule, then we can there's nothing to say we can't. I'm not saying that's what I think is is gonna happen because I have a genuine belief, but I'm thinking we've got a new coach, we've got a new coaching system, we've got we're gonna I think the draft's gonna go well, better than I thought it would be at the end of the season before the changes. I'm not saying I believe in Howie before you say it's more a case of I just have a feeling. And I'm thinking we can be positive. And if we if we are, it's I don't believe there's a, a four five. I don't think there's a five six seven win. I think we either win four or we win eight. It's the way I'm feeling. It. It's either going to go really as expected badly, or we're going to hit the ground running with a new coaching staff, great draft roster, and and the team's just going to be rejuvenated. The new manager bounce has been spoken before. Case of it could just be a one season wonder where we have an, an above, like the Dolphins, we have an above expectation season. And that, that's where I'm going. So I think seven and nine, eight and eight, I think is where I'm kind of comfortable. Sitting on the fence. That's not like you, Phil. No. Nope. <laughs> um, good stuff. Uh, okay. Um, I'm going to continue the positive retrain. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the Eagles go over 500 next year. The O-line is, is, is going to be fit and healthy. We get Lane back. Um, we get Brandon Brooks back. Maybe, maybe Andre Dillard turns up and decides he actually wants to play play a good game of football. And um, the D line, I think, is probably going to be less effective this year than it probably has been over the last few years. It's an aging, it's an aging defensive line, and I think we might actually see we might see the back of Brandon Graham um, as well. I think he could potentially go elsewhere. He's, he's what, could go, he's going to be 33, 34, even though he had such a great year last year. Uh, I think we, we showed the secondary, like we talked about in the draft. I think Rager takes a step up. I think Goddard takes a step up. I see Jalen Hurts being much better than some people believe he is. And I see the Eagles going, I reckon, 9, 7, 10, 6. So I'm going to, I'm going to go to, actually, hang on, it's 17 game season next year, isn't it? Yes, it is. I'm going to go 10 7 then. I'm going to go in between the two of those. I'm going to go the Eagles. I thought I was being out there. I generally yeah. thought I was going to get absolutely crucified for going 8 8, but. No, Jesus. I'm going there. <laughs> you, know, you know me, Phil. I'm always positive. I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 10 7. I'm going to go expect 10 and 7. I, I, I believe in Jalen Hurts. I think he's much more than people think he is. And I think, um, yeah, I'm, I'm positive about the draft. I'm positive about the people coming back from injury. Eagles over 500, 10 and 7. Okay. We've lost Mick. He might have gone to get the kids, uh, which will make the ending a little bit quicker. Miles Sanders. Going to give me some stats before you answer this one. Miles Sanders, over 1,300 all-purpose yards. So receiving and running. Um, in 2019, he was just over the 1,300 or just around about the 1,300 mark. Last year, he was, one, he was around the 1,000-yard mark, but he missed four games. So he's probably tracking for around the 1,300 mark. Miles Sanders over or under 1,300 all-purpose yards. Brennan. 
I'm going to make a bold statement here. Um, I'm going to go over 1300, but I'll say that he's going to go over 1550. Yeah, boy. Uh, Nick Sirianni is a big proponent of running the football, as we saw, you know, with evidence as Jonathan Taylor's rookie season. Uh, you know, obviously Taylor took some time to get adjusted to the NFL, uh, but Miles Sanders is not Jonathan Taylor. Miles Sanders is more talented than Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor just has the better offensive line. Uh, but kind of what you were speaking to earlier, uh, you know, you get Brooks back, you get Lane Johnson back, you get uh, a sec. I think it's going to be a second season of my at left tackle. Um, as I spoke earlier, I think that the Aussie, uh, I, I believe that Josh Myers is ultimately going to be our center next year. I don't think it's Jason Kelsey. Uh, but uh, on top of that, you get another year of Samalo. Uh, he had a huge, huge uptick in his uh, mm. run blocking grade last season. So great hair as well. Absolutely flawless. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you get you know that unit back together and get some continuity on the offensive line. I'm going over 1550 all-purpose yards. I love it, and I can see I can absolutely see it happening. Phil, yeah, I I think. The, the coaching staff's going to have a massive factor in that and and they like to they're going to like Sanders running the ball and I think if I get my wish and we get game well as well I think there's going to be a heavy heavy running attack so I I think the running the running the rushing yard sorry alone is going to be close to that so all, all, all purpose yards it's, it's a no-brainer and you've also got Jalen Hurts to throw in a rushing game as well and we saw how well he could run the ball last year um, so, yeah, Eagles, Eagles could be a run-first offense. Probably will be a run-first offense, even though... Um, if we don't sign a wide receiver in the first round. If we don't sign Chase. <laughs> and, uh, Siri- Sirianni was a wide receiver himself, wasn't he? So um, Yeah. Mount Union University. He was a four-time Division three, three-time Division three national champion. He actually uh, was a part of the Mount Union team that still holds the college football record for most consecutive wins at 58. There we go. Look at that for some stats. I'm loving it, Brennan. Okay, so if we if we don't sign a wide receiver in the draft, we could just get Nick to jump on the field, you know, play a few snaps. We're all good. Yeah, let's go. I'm sure let's he'll do better at wide receiver than he will at press conferences. Uh, just quick, quick, quick sidetrack here. Did you guys see? <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm only joking. No, I love it. No, I love it. I love it. I actually missed what you said. That's actually really funny. Um, but I, I was thinking of something I, I just thought about before, which was, did you see uh, Miles Sanders and Travis Fulgham's tweets about saying we're not worried about this offense no they were good that was a that was a boost that we needed yeah the fact that i think we knew that already but the fact that they're saying that they won't have said that if they didn't have any kind of if there wasn't that kind of feeling that's where the team is going that that fulgham's going to be there that rake is going to be there changing a guard phil changing at a guard you could you could see it when wentz and Ertz. And that we're sitting, we're sitting on the stadium after the last game and they were chatting through. And, and then you hear so many young guys coming through and back and hurts. There's a huge changing of the guard, right? It, it, the, the younger you go, the more time you've got to develop together. So I'm not, I'm not upset with the youth and the change in the guard. I think, you know, the, if, if they hadn't won the Super Bowl, things would be a hell of a lot different. But they, they did their job. They won the Super Bowl. They don't need to do any more. Obviously, that's in hindsight. If they'd won two or three Super Bowls in that period, then great. And yeah, that would have been been a different narrative. But they got together, they balled, they won a Super Bowl, and they'll they'll forever dine in Philly for free. Absolutely, I'll be buying them pints if I see them. That's for sure. My cat is literally trying to kill me at the moment. My my arm is in pieces. Um, all right, I reckon we got about like maybe 10 more minutes and, and that should be perfect for uh, part one, part two podcast of the draft. Um, so I'm going to throw a Jalen Hurts over or higher or lower at you. Um, Hurts touchdown passes, passing touchdowns, not rushing touchdowns. 25 over higher or lower than 25 passing touchdowns. Wentz in 2019 through 27 and threw for just over 4,000 yards. 2020, we won't really talk about. <laughs> Brennan, go for it, buddy. Uh, 
I'm having a hard time with this one. Um, not that I don't believe in Jalen Hurts as, as a quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. I absolutely do. I am going to go under just slightly. Mm-hmm. I think he hovers around that 21-22 range. Um, but that's not to say that he's not going to pick up seven to ten more off of his legs alone. Uh, G Wiz yeah. stat for you guys. Jalen Hurts led all rookie quarterbacks in rushing yards last season, and he played three and a half games. That's amazing. Uh, had over uh, 120 more yards than Justin Herbert, who was second, and Herbert played the entire season. So uh, as much as I believe in Jalen Hurts, I think he's under that 25 mark for passing touchdowns. But like I said, I think he picks up probably seven to 10 more with his legs. So so, he, so he's just over the 30 mark for uh, all-purpose touchdowns? Yeah, I would say anywhere from 28 to like 32 for all purpose. Like it. Love it. Phil, similar mindset, or do you think he's going to throw some more than, 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 than say, 22? It's so hard. It's so hard to pick because he's, in the, in the small sample size we've got, he obviously rushed for two touchdowns in his four and a half games and threw for however many more, six, six I want to say. Um, you can't really you can't extrapolate that to a full season but I feel that based on Fulgham and, and the wide receivers we've got and the, and the running backs that we've got I, I think I'm going to I'm going to comfortably go over but when I say comfortably I mean he's going to hit that but I don't know how much more I, I don't think it'll be much more Okay so you think he will throw for 25 or more passing touchdowns yeah. I, think, I think he could um, I'm going to go with Brennan though. I'm going to go under. Um, I think, I think it's going to be just under, and I think it's going to be uh, pretty, pretty, pretty similar to everything you said. I think, you know, I think he could rush for, I think he could rush for ten plus touchdowns in in, in 2020. Um, and I could see him up towards the, the 35 um, all-purpose uh, touchdowns. I, I'm honestly, I'm seeing a big year for Jalen Hurts in 2020. I think, 2021. I think he's going to go off the charts. And that might not be a popular opinion. I know one of our one of our listeners and one of our one of the guys we, we engage with on Twitter, Alan Samson, absolutely hates Jalen Hurts and wants us to see wants us to draft Justin Fields and, and be done with it. But I'm I'm on the Hurts train. I'm on I'm on any Eagles quarterback train, right? I'm Same. I'm I'm a positive positive guy. All right, okay. Interesting. The, guy, the guys doing the the guys doing all the right things. That that's the main thing for me. I just I know I don't want to go into it too much, but. With Hertz, it's, he's he's doing and saying the right things, and that's all we have to go on. So, if you can't get on that and believe in the guy, then there's something there's something else going on. It's not because of you you're a Wentz guy or not, or you believe in the Eagles or not. It's because you've got a problem with, with Hertz, and I don't understand how you can have a problem with him. And, and I, I, I kind of want to echo what Phil's saying too. Like he's doing and saying everything the right way. Uh, he, you know, is already gathering the receivers out to go work out yeah. in the offseason. Uh, but the big thing, you know, a lot of people attacked Hertz for being a, a subpar passer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been working with Quincy Avery ever, ever since the season ended, who has also worked with guys like Deshaun Watson, Josh Dodds. You know, you're talking elite quarterbacks that mm-hmm. are going to the same coach that Jalen Hurts is to help mm-hmm. develop his game. So, you know, not only is he doing and saying the right things, but he's also putting in the extra effort that we didn't really see out of Carson Wentz. Absolutely. Here, here. I'll drink to that. Um, and and he, was, he was relatively accurate at college. It wasn't that he was, he was inaccurate at college. He was relatively accurate. Yeah, he had a, a relatively bad passer rating and accuracy rating over the three and a half games, but he got thrown in in his rookie year with three and a half games to go with all the media hysteria going around with Carson Wentz. So, you know, I, I'm not going to... I read it... I, no, sorry, I read, I read a lot into the... I, I take a lot more heart from, from what he's been through before he got to the NFL than, than what he's got to go through during the NFL. Like, I'm not worried that he got benched for Tua, for Tua and, and that he had to transfer. I, I see that as a positive all, all day long. I mean, if a guy can kind of take a hit and get back up and, and still make it to the NFL, and yes, whether the Eagles should have drafted him in the second round or not, he got drafted in the second round after being benched for a number a first round pick. He's he, he, he's come into it and he's got the right attitude. He he's more than earned the right for a 16, 17 game season. And 
I don't think he'd be the sort of person that after if the 17 games doesn't work out, if he then gets traded or or, or cut, he'd, mm-hmm. he'd be the sort of guy who goes, yep, I gave it a shot and it didn't work out. He wouldn't be the sort of person that, oh, the Eagles didn't give me a fair shout. You know, the world was against me. He's very much a takes it on the chin and he just gives it the best shot. And I think that's the greatest quality in a person, in a sports person that you can ask for above bit, talent, if he, if you will. Bit of a different personality it, he, trait than we just saw from Carson leaving. Eh? Sorry, Brennan, go on. And not just did he get benched and transfer and, and still make it to the NFL. You're talking about a guy who thir- or finished third in the Heisman voting after mm-hmm. his transfer. So not only did he um, get transferred out and, and perform well, but he was voted the third best player in college football at that point. So it says a lot about his ability to not just overcome adversity, but learning a new playbook quick and Mm -hmm. establishing himself as a leader of a football team very quickly as well. That leader point is, is so relevant from everything I've heard coming out of the Eagles locker room and, um, and all the, all the leaks, et cetera. Good. He's going to, he's going to hurt opposition teams next year by the sounds of it. (laughs) <laughs> Phil is shaking his head. Sorry about that. Oh, I don't. <laughs> so, um, okay, next one's a bit of an interesting one, um, and it's, it's number of sacks that the Eagles defense are going to are going to get in 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 twenty twenty one. So, to give you some background on on the last two years, so you've got kind of a base to go from. They had forty three sacks in twenty nineteen. They had forty nine sacks in twenty twenty. So I'm going to put the number of 45 sacks. So they're going to go higher or lower than 45 sacks in 2021. Brennan? Uh, I'm going to go under. Um, and that's not a slight at Jonathan Gannon by any means. Um, because I think he's a better defensive coordinator than, than Jim Schwartz. Uh, I was very vocal of my hate for Jim Schwartz and how bad the wide nine defense is. Uh, but kind of a point that you made earlier you know we have an aging defensive line uh Fletcher Cox going into his age 29 season Brandon Graham's going to be 34 by the end of the year Derek Barnett hasn't really shown me enough to prove Mm -hmm. that you know he can be that eight sack guy uh and then on top of that Gannon sits more in a cover two defense he likes to run uh that a good four three four base um and sit back in coverage and allow his dbs to uh, close windows for quarterbacks rather than the defensive line to just, you know, send at the quarterback kind of thing. So um, I think you're going to see a lot less aggressive of a defense in terms of the blitzing department. So I, I don't know that you're going to have the opportunities at, you know, 45 sacks by the end of the year. Like it. Love it. Phil? <sighs> The defense is the lesser known side of things for me, so I'm I'm very much just going to go over purely on the positive train. I'm just going to go the team's heading in the right direction. There's 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 no more uh, intuitive information that I can impart on that. It's more of a case of I just I just feel like there's going to be a new manager bounce and that the Eagles going to hit the ground running better than expected. Whether that, in all regards, and whether that means we go over and under, I, I don't know, but I'm just going to go over it just, just to be positive. I like the positivity, but I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to go under on this one. Um, I see Josh Sweat, by the way, taking another step up next year, and 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 turning into a transformational defensive player um, for the Eagles. His stats are ridiculous. You know, we're on the hype train every week with him, Phil, towards the back end of the season. Um, same with, with with Alex Angles, Alex Singletary. Um, There's no hype train with Singleton. Singleton he, he is he is legit. He's <laughs> legit. He did you arrived. did you guys uh, 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 did you guys afford did, did you interview Singleton? Is yeah, right? so we actually yeah we just finished up our uh, interview with Singleton. Um, it will be on uh, Luke Stansfield. Uh, yeah. Luke underscore stands NFL uh, on Twitter. We, we love Luke. We've had him on. What a guy. <laughs> Luke Luke is a guy. I'll say that much. <laughs> funny, dude. Uh, Luke's one of my best friends over at Fourth and John. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Luke is as funny as they come, but as funny as he is, he's just as knowledgeable. And he has, he, I will say one thing about Luke. Luke has been on the Singleton train since day one. 
ever since our very first linebacker went down uh, the first week of the season, he was chomping at the bit to get Alex Singleton a shot to play on defense. Uh, Schwartz, obviously, you had to get down to the nitty gritty to play him. And we saw mm -hmm. that very often with Schwartz. But yeah, Alex Singleton has arrived and I can thank Luke for getting me on that hype train. There you go. Shout out to Luke. We'll have you on again soon, buddy. Um, okay, good stuff. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go under um, because I think it's an aging D line. I think we maybe lose Brandon Graham, which I alluded to earlier on today. And um, I don't know much about um, Gannon and how he's going to approach the the, uh, the the defense, but I I just think from a personnel perspective, I think we're personnel and age perspective, we're probably less likely to get to the quarterback. I don't think it's going to be like a, a premier position for us like it has been in the last few years. I think we're going to be fine. I don't think we're going to be bad. I think we're probably going to be middle of the road, maybe above average, um, but, 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 but perhaps perhaps not more than that. On oh, top I can't. of that, one, one point I do want to make is, is that um, on top of losing Graham, you have uh, Derek Barnett is on his fifth-year option, 10.051 million. Um, a lot of money. About it. You're talking about a guy who's been injured and underperformed whenever he has played. So you're mm -hmm. you're probably going to have two new starting defensive ends next season. That would be interesting. Interesting to see where they come from. Maybe we're in free agency. Um, I mean, if, if we draft them, they're going to be having to draft it relatively high to be a starting defensive end next year. Interesting right. stuff. Okay, we got one more uh, real one, and then we got a th we got three silly ones to finish up. Um, but we'll try and do it. We'll try and do it quickly. Um, Jalen Rager, over 750 receiving yards in 2021. To give you some, to give you a benchmark, he he had 400 yards just under in 11 games. So you're looking at rounding it up to around the 600 mark. We didn't have a great rookie season, so he progresses, or, or does he not progress? 750 yards, Brennan, higher um, or lower? I'm going under, um, and that's negativity not a train, Brennan. You're going under for all of these. <laughs> and that's like I said, this isn't a slight at, at um, Jalen Rager at all. Uh, love the kid, love his talent. Uh, I wish he would have a little bit better work ethic, uh, just in running his routes. Uh, whenever he's not the primary receiver, he seems to run a, a little bit of a lazy route tree. Uh, but at the same time, uh, Jalen Hurts doesn't have a favorite. If you're open, he's going to throw it to you. And that's what uh, ultimately with the offense I see. I think a lot of those guys are going to end up being around that 700-yard mark. But I think Rager is probably going to be the odd man out. Uh, and, you know, that's not to say you can't have 650 and six touchdowns. He yeah. has all the talent in the world. But I, I think Hurts spreads the ball around too much for him to, to like eclipse it. that 700-yard mark. Makes that makes perfect sense. I like the thought process. Fairly going to keep the positivity fill train going. No, <laughs> <laughs> only because my 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 gut feeling is they're going to draft draft a wide receiver or uh, tight end. I suppose in the uh, in the first round, I think Rager will end up being a wide receiver too. So I think the priority guy will will take precedence. I just don't think he'll get quite enough to to go that that far. No. So you're thinking uh, Devontae Smith for Jamar Chase comes and and then he gets overshadowed. <laughs> if Jamar Chase comes, he's definitely not getting over seven hundred. Okay, like it, like it. I'm gonna go over. Um, I'm gonna go over seven hundred fifty yards. Um, I think Jalen Rager. He was he was injured. Um, he had two different quarterbacks thrown to him. Three different quarterbacks, if you want to include Sudfeld for the last half or quarter of of the last game. Uh, it was it was a disruptive year, and I think he's I think he's going to ball in 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 2021. I I, I see Rager um, going over 750. I see Rager touching 900 yards in 2021. Um, so there you go. There's my there's my positive boost on this one. All right, next one. Uh, JJ Ortega Whiteside, 100 yards over or under 100 yards. For 2021, Brennan. We so before you go, Harry Roseman is in his what seems to be his one of only two press conferences um, a year. Turn around and put Rager in the same breath as JJ to make a step up next year when he talked to the press a month, month and a half ago. Um, 100 yards higher or lower than 100 yards for JJ, Brennan? 
Oh, you're putting me on the spot. And <laughs> I, I have kind of been, been saving this one this off season. Uh, Jay Jaw is my breakout candidate this season. Oh, uh, so we got an exclusive here from Brennan. Jay Jaw is his breakout. So he's been working with uh, the Footwork King uh, in the off season. So uh, working on his uh, release game against press coverage, which is one of his big knocks. He's always been seen as a guy who can't get off the line of scrimmage, but if he gets down the field, he wins 50-50 balls. You know, we saw the drops against Detroit and everything else like that. Uh, but uh, I think J-Jaw is over 505 touchdowns this year. Uh, I think that he's going to end up being that big body fourth receiver that they throw in down on the goal line. Alshon? Uh, yeah, and, and uh, filling that Alshon role uh, that Alshon had this past season. So, yeah, that that I hate I hate to to you know uh, to say it because Jay Jones had every opportunity in the world to to do anything, and he's let us down at every turn. I just have a weird feeling this year, kind of like Luke with Alex. Like I I just feel it with Jay Jaw this season. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm gonna remember this. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, um, I, 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 I kind of agree with with Brennan's um, wow. sort of line, line of thinking. Only, only on the premise that 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 generally that catch at, at Washington was it Washington? Yeah, it was Washington. Yeah, in the gut, double coverage, and I was just like, "There's, there's the, there's the guy that we signed," and and it was with with Hertz. I think just based on that, there, there's this chance. I don't, I don't. You know, I'm going to go under just because. I've not seen any, enough to say that I just don't. I just don't believe in the guy. I just under hundred yards. Yeah, but I, I said. I said. You know, for, for he had eighty-five. Yards. He had eighty-five yards this year. Just to yeah. be clear. And and I'm just saying that I'm, I'm happy to be proved wrong. Like I I generally believe in your logic, and I think that you're 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 probably more right than I am. But I just can't. I can't with all confidence say that he's going to go over hundred yards. Based on Still what got he's real done negative so on us here. Yeah, but I've been I've been positive enough. I mean, I'm I'm allowed to be a negative for for, for a second if, if if you if you give me that. But I think it's generally just the fact that like I'm happy to be proved wrong. I'd rather I'm going negative in the hope that I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I want you to be right, Brennan, and I think Phil wants you to be right as well. Um, so we'll we'll see. We got it. We got it recorded here. Got it recorded here first. Um, Right, we're gonna go quick fire for the last two. So, um, real quick fire because my dinner is ready, and I think Phil, your Mine dinner too. might be ready as well. <laughs> um, so, um, real quick fire: Cowboys five hundred over, higher or lower? Brennan, over, over, under, under. <laughs> yes, love it. Giants five hundred over or under? Brennan, uh, under, under. Phil, under, under. Yeah, under. Washington football team. 500 or higher or lower, Brennan? Over. Ooh, two, two, two teams. So you got the Giants under. and the Eagles um, under, and you got the, the Cowboys and the Washington Zoom over. You've got them uh, under, I, Phil? Yeah, I just don't think that they have. The, I think the, the season they've just had is just was was an overachievement and in a bad division. And they, they got to the, the Chase, Chase Young was, the, was the, effectively the difference for them. And well, their whole D line. Team, team, and, and 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 yeah, but and teams will teams will figure that out next season. So they won't. He he will not be a factor as much as he has been the season gone. And I just don't think they'll be unless they sign, unless they have a magical draft and they sign a really top tier quarterback, and 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 others. Then I just don't. I see them slipping below what they've achieved last season. Yeah, I I can't disagree with that. I've got them under as well. And then make a, let me make a bold it. statement real quick. Washington mm-hmm. wins the division at twelve wins. Whoa. Wow. Now they so so Once I can they see get their quarterback. I can see what you're talking about from a quarterback standpoint, and their, and their defense is ridiculous. I don't think they've got enough weapons on offense to win 12 games. I don't think they've got enough um, re- receivers and and uh, you know, I think a load Thomas at tight end. Uh, There's seven rounds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you're more likely to be right with Jay Jaw than you are to be right with twelve wins for Washington. That's my that's my take. Yeah. On. Yeah. Um, okay. Last one. Um, number of times you will say "fuck the Cowboys" in 2021. One thousand, higher or lower? Uh, I wake up every day and say it, so I'm going over. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> Mine's usually a fuck Dallas, though. Fuck Dallas. All right, we'll take same, that. Same, same. We'll take it. We'll take it. No, Dallas. definitely. If it's anything to do with hating the Cowboys, it's always going to be over. Yeah, I love it. Guys, thank you very much. Phil, our dinner's ready. Brennan, cannot thank you enough for coming on and supporting us over here at the UK Eagles podcast, Next Man Up. We'll be listening into to Fourth and Yon as we as we always do. Um, and we'll be we'll be tweeting you, messaging you, chatting to you about all things birds. We'll we'll get you on again this year if you're if you if you're keen to jump back home with us. Have you enjoyed have you enjoyed speaking to some UK Eagles fans today? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I uh, didn't find too many of them whenever I was uh, over in Europe last time. So it has been an absolute pleasure to speak with both of you guys. Uh, I appreciate you guys taking the time out to bring me on and you know. Uh, obviously adjusting to a completely different time schedule. So uh, it has been a blast. And I, like I said, I appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, we've, uh, we've, we've loved every second of it. No, I, I just wanted to say that this has been um, absolutely incredible. Like, not that we didn't think that you'd be a great guest, but you've been um, you've been better than, than any expectation we could have had. Your knowledge is is insurpassable. In, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I'm, I'm very, I've got, maybe I've not got a very good, sample size but at the end of the day personally to me this is this has been absolutely incredible and I just want to say from the bottom of my heart thank you very much yeah absolutely I like you don't know how much that means to me because I put a lot of effort into uh bringing out the content for the timeline and everything else like that uh spent a lot of time trying to do it but uh it is always worth it to you know hear stuff like that so definitely man I appreciate that 100 percent and and you know thank you for everything you're doing We'll, we'll be chatting. We'll be chatting again soon, um, probably today. <laughs> um, we all love the birds. We, we love to chat about the birds, and it's great to have that connection and that uh, and that and that chat across the pond. To be honest with you, I'd be quite happy doing this, even if it wasn't a podcast, just chatting ball and chatting birds. So loved it. Me and Phil are going to get some food. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. All our millions of followers that we know we have. Um, uh, check out check out four from John and. Uh, and again, Brennan, um, Brennan and Luke, who's been on before, brilliant content they're pushing out there um, daily, multiple times daily. Um, so, so check them out if you haven't heard them before. We hope you like the podcast. We love you all, and we will speak to you soon.